You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. Hey, Bible students, I've got a question for you. Does Bible study make you feel bigoted? Does it make you feel that you're in an awkward position? Like here you know something, you've learned something from the Bible, but express it, you might feel that other people are going to look down on you because who are you to be able to say this? Because there's a lot of things in the Bible that once you learn them and once you want to speak to others about them, people will look down upon you and say, well, you're not the only ones that have the truth. Like, doesn't everybody have their own truth? So I want to look at this because this is an important thing for the maturing of a Bible student, for people to grow in what they believe. So if we look at the definition of the word, we can, first of all, get our bearings on this. Now, my choice is to use Merriam-Webster as a dictionary. So I looked it up and this is what it said. For a definition of a bigot is a person who is obstinately or intolerantly devoted to his or her own opinions and prejudice. Now, I must say that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable at times when I say, look, this is what the Bible says, and this is right. You may believe all kinds of other things, but what the Bible says is what we call the truth. It's absolute truth. It's not dependent on what other people from other cultures or other backgrounds believe. So that's our problem. And what I'd like to do is just to speak to you about it. So if you're studying the Bible and you get to these points where you see, hey, people don't agree with me anymore. What, what am I going to do? Am I right or am I wrong? How could so many people be wrong and, and just myself be right on this? Let's have a look a little further. Does God the God of the Bible, that is, have a rival? Well, Isaiah 44, verse 8, God answers that question. He says, do not fear nor be afraid. Have I not told you from that time and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? Indeed, there is no other rock. I know not one. And here's God speaking to his people because Israel is the people who are his witnesses at the time of the writing of Isaiah chapter 44. But you can see that God doesn't know any rival. What God says is certainly absolute truth if there's no rival. And yet there are in this world, as there were at the time of the writing of the Bible, many gods or many things that people called gods or, you know, many people that uh, worship the sun or they worship the moon or other parts of the universe and they thought that was God, does that make it them God? Did, do any of those speak to them? Do any of those have a written record that we can check out to see what they believed and taught thousands of years ago? No, there really isn't any rival of the God of the Bible. Was Jesus Christ bigoted? Did Jesus ever say something that would, well, it looks like he's saying he's the only one. Well, just look at this, John 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Can you imagine someone saying that today and not everyone saying in return, 
you're just bigoted. You're just full of your own prejudice and your own learning. But no, Jesus was the truth for people who know the Bible and know it from the cover to cover, because Jesus is found in the pages of prophecy from cover to cover. When Jesus came, he was rightfully to say, I am the truth. He was the standard of what the truth was all about. And this is Jesus' response to his critics. In John chapter 8, verse 45 to 47, he said, But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So Jesus was claiming, look, I'm speaking you to you the truth. Something that has, yes, not just the Greek word truth. It is the Greek word to emphasize it is the truth. It's absolute truth. It's true for everybody, for all time. This was his response to his critics. So you ask yourself as a Bible student, when you come like this in Acts chapter 4, what if Bible students are right? So in Acts 4 verse 12, it says, nor is there salvation any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Here's Bible students or students of the Lord Jesus Christ, who are going out now to preach the gospel, saying, no, there is no other name under heaven whereby we can be saved, whereby we can live forever, except Jesus Christ. Bigoted? Well, by that definition, certainly so. But in an evil sense? No, not an evil sense. If it meant it was salvation, how could anybody be a bigot in an evil sense? if in fact he was speaking to people the way of everlasting life. You can see the dilemma that we get into here. You see, God tells us that he demands of us as his students to know the truth. And these are the words of Jesus concerning it in John 4, verse 23 and 24. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, what does the Bible student make of this? The Bible is telling the student of the word that you've got to worship the God of the Bible in truth. He won't accept anything less than that. So it's not a matter of being tolerant for all the other beliefs in the world. Uh, being, you know, making a room in your understanding for other truths, the Bible speaks of the truth from cover to cover. And it's the standard that the God of the Bible sets. So Bible students believe the truth. Look at what the problem, the problem is, and, and look at what the resolution is. Jesus said to those Jews who believe him, this is John 8, verse 31, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You see, a lot of the things that people say is the truth of their culture, of their background, of their people, is only in a way to, to imprison the people who hear it, so that all they will believe is just what you know, the group says, what the group believes. But Jesus' truth that he revealed to people was to give them freedom 
from these things which imprison other people. He says, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. See, the Bible truth endures to all generations. This is one of the things that is so amazing about Bible truth. So Psalm 100 verse 5 says, the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. You see, what other truth does? Truth for many people of different cultures is what was presently taught, but may not have been taught at the beginning and may not be taught by the next generation, but not with God's truth. God's truth abides for all generations. And that sets it apart from all other things that claim to be the truth. And not only that, you see, God's truth is not just judgmental. It's not just to correct people, not just to establish what the, the you know, intellectual content is. It's always associated with God's other characteristics. So he talks about truth and mercy. Look at this in a beautiful way in Psalm 85, verses 10 and 11. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth. Righteousness shall look down from heaven. So the idea of truth sets standards for us. This is what the truth is. But couple that with mercy allows us to live with, well, at times we break the truth. We, we don't do what God says, but God's mercy is there to carry us through, to give us forgiveness and allow us to continue to try to maintain the standard of truth. Bible students, remember this. Whether people think we're bigoted or not, or whether we ourselves are beginning to understand that by the Bible truth that we acquire, we are becoming more and more uh, in the frame of mind to say that this is the truth and other things just aren't. Bible students never discount the truth. Proverbs 23 verse 23 says it for sure. Bible students are encouraged to buy the truth. Do not sell it. Wisdom and instruction and understanding. So, you know, you buy things because you, you desire them, because you want them, because they're of, of great value to you. But things you sell, you despise. You don't really consider them of that much value. Well, you can go through your life studying the Bible and acquiring a lot of truth. You buy it. You never sell it. What we're going to try to do in later videos is go on and expand this idea to give you more examples of it so that you can see what is meant when we are required to worship our God in truth. Until next time, Bible students, may God bless your study of his word. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. 
So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at btf at cdvideo.org. If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.